Ever feel like you've got to get your should together? Is your should about to hit the fan? Have you been sitting in your shoulds for most of your life wondering if you could be more, see more, or do more? Welcome to Shut the Should Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall. We're both authors and speakers who want to stomp out your flaming bag of should. With a whole lot of faith, together, let's sort through the pain, purpose, and promise to find freedom in the things we tell ourselves we should and should not do. Because there's so much more in you. Get your should together, people. In this episode of Shut the Shit Up with Candace Bain and Jenny Randall, we are discussing our motivation within our faith. So join us. Will you share this with your friends? And let's get started. What up? Yes. Yes. Okay, Jenny, tell me why again? Why? Why do we do this show on Mondays? <laughs> why? <laughs> we're rolling in hot after after a lazy lady kind of weekend, oh, and we're just full production. Come on why do we do this every monday it's the first thing on my monday it's and i love you and i love us and i love our listeners and i'm trying so hard with every fiber inside of me to embrace mondays but y'all weekends are killing me they're killing me they're killing me what did you do you this do? weekend what oh, no girl. you first oh, i ooh, asked you oh. first what'd you do this weekend jenny okay jr what'd you do you know listen <laughs> okay you know how quarantine babies are a thing? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean, Let's right? Let's get it on. So, yeah. Hey. I am not pregnant, preparing oh. my own, but I am pregnant with a puppy. No, that's even weirder. That's a more awkward. That's so awkward. But we're getting a puppy, and she's coming Tuesday. <laughs> which is Yay! Tomorrow. We've been prepping you know our what? house, doing all the things. You sent me a text picture of this puppy and I'm going to oh, share it with everybody. Queen. You're the queen of pups. You know all the things. You I helped love... me name her. I, what's her name? What's her name? Did you choose it? Yes. We ignored all your names, but they were very good. They got us thinking. <laughs> out. Okay. So show her picture. For those of you watching live, okay. you get to see her. Oh my There's God. Look at her. She's so cute. So we were stuck. So she's has a white white fur with a little black pops here and there. So oh, we kept getting stuck on, we have to name her based on her color. And you were like, <laughs> Oreo cookies. And you were Oreo. like, don't, don't do that. So yeah. then you got my yeah. mind thinking of other names. So we decided to name her Izzy Pop Randall. Oh, we're just going to call her Izzy, but you know, Izzy Pop, you can't just, you got to have a pop. Oh Isn't my God. It's so cute. It's She's so a toy poodle, and I'm going to be the mom that puts her in her purse. Yes, I will, and you all can judge me, <laughs> but I'm going to be snuggling with a little puppy, and you're going to be like, give me some of that, and I'm going to be like, okay. Okay, when movie theaters are full-fledged back open, are you going to be the annoying person that's like, you hear this little, because you're giving your toy dog popcorn in the theater? I'm not saying that's happened to me in real life, but possibly. I've looked over and seen some amazing things in movie theaters. And that is a true story. Please oh, don't be my that God. person. I want to be that person. We'll see. I'll give you an update oh. next episode. Whenever oh. we're, we're free, I'll present her to the world. Like the Lion King over the Oh, like Yeah, absolutely. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. You yeah. know that our kids, the, people that know me and and they know me before this podcast, you know that I've posted about this, but the lyrics to that song 
we did not know and understand and even realize it was in a separate language when I was growing up. And so we would sing jalapenos, chicken and cheese on a bone, jalapenos. And then we'd go, pink pajamas, penguins on the bottom, pink pajamas, on. penguins on the bottom. I'm telling you, I wanted some pink pajamas with penguins on the bottom my entire Wait. life, and I never got them. I feel like you could say any sentence in song form, and instantly it would be like classic a hit, like such a hit. I'm so into it. <laughs> like that song just then, I was like, come on, sing it. Well, chicken and cheese on a bun. Who doesn't want that? Come on. All right, so we want to hear from you all throughout the show as well. As a matter of fact, if you're joining us, we have a fun, fun segment in the middle yeah. of the show called You Said What. It will be coming up here a little bit later. So whether you're joining us live here on Facebook, watching our recording of our podcast that we do on Monday, or <laughs> whether you're checking up and listening to us on our audio only version. If you're here with us, we want to hear from you. Submit your comments and your questions live for a chance to be featured on today's show. So I just wanted to let people know that as they're coming in, get cozy, get comfy, and get to type in. We want to hear from you. Listen, what I did this weekend, Jenny, oh, good. is... going to ask. Well, you did ask, and I didn't want to ignore you, because then we'd have people writing in mean things, and then be like, you didn't tell us. And then I'd have to <laughs> I was be on the edge of my seat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting to hear what you did. <laughs> like, what did I do? Well, we celebrated my daughter's 12th birthday. It town. was a weekend. But we're at the stage now where she doesn't want, like, even if we could do a big gathering, which we couldn't do a spreader event, right? Um, so we had to keep it really low key. Now we're in Texas where we live. So we have a few more things open than a lot of the country still. You're in Florida. You understand. Pretty we're the Florida. renegade, the rogue states that don't pay attention and everybody hates us, right? So yeah. we, <laughs> and Let we're me just kind of like, I it is what it New is. York. I used to live in New York, yes. so bring it all judgy wedgy. We understand both sides of things, okay, guys? Yes. So yeah, there's a little more freedom where we're at. Yes. So we we have a little bit of freedom to maybe go to a movie or maybe do some small things like that, still social distancing and um, physically yeah. distancing. But what my daughter chose is she was like, Mom, can I just have two friends and can I go to a movie with them and you not sit with me? And can I go to a restaurant and eat with them and you not sit with me? So that's where we're at is the 12 year old, you not sit with me stage. Wow. And don't act like you know me and <laughs> uh, gasp in front of my friends. Could you never? So in order for her to feel like she could do this, we, we um, negotiated. We were like, okay, you can have that, but we are a part of your life, <laughs> little miss. And do not forget this. <laughs> do not forget where your benefits come from, where your blessings <laughs> come from. So, um, we did a family thing and we ended up going to her choice of restaurant and she chose PF Chang's, which hello, she's her Classic. mama's daughter. She's my mini me. And we didn't know this, but they bring out a free dessert when you tell them it's your birthday. And would you look at that? She got oh. banana spring rolls. And yeah. I have never seen, for those of you that are audio only listening right now, I'm showing the picture of what happened. I've never seen my son snuggle up to his sister like he has in this photo oh, in maybe about six years. And it's not because he loves her. If you look at his eyes, he <laughs> is dreaming about the dessert. <laughs> I was wondering, what's his motivation in that snug? That's his cute. motivation is straight up, can I have a bite? 
Like he saw two spoons and instantly was like, I love you. Happy birthday. Mm. And he's drooling on her shoulder, wanting some of that free dessert. And I'm telling you, it was a good time, good weekend. But you know, when you do stuff that's just extra, you feel extra drained. And so, yeah. Here we are on Monday and I just keep on asking you why, why are we trying this on Monday? Why can't this be like a Saturday party at midnight and let's get it going, put the disco light on and then have people join us. I don't know. Don't I don't know if I'm ever going to. That might be a thing. That might be a thing. I have a friend that she always says, she's like, don't you tempt me with a good time. <laughs> she always says, and I'm like, yes, ma'am. Cause I bring her any idea and she's like, don't you tempt me with a good time. <laughs> If I what if we just did, like let's just do a nap time episode for all the lazy ones. Oh. We're like, okay, this whole episode, we're just going to take a nap together. I feel like you it know, might I'm, force some good habits for some people. I'm going to do a sleep study here pretty soon That's in February. Right. I'm doing a yeah. sleep study. So maybe we could just podcast my sleep study. Podcast, just get the camera rolling. You're going to have so many things stuck on. <laughs> Are you going into the oh. lab or whatever it's called? This first one is a consultation. So I really don't know what to expect. I'm just, uh, I'm here for the ride. I'm an Enneagram seven. And I said, risk it for the biscuit. Let's go. Who needs to do anything other than the sleep study at my age of 41? I think it's necessary. Let's do it. Yeah. So I don't know, but maybe we can podcast that and you can do some fun things. I just know fun needs to be highlighted in my life on Monday. And that's why I'm thinking it's time right now for a special game. Special game, one we've never ever played. Oh, a special game. Get ready. Oh, get ready is right. I'm ready. Get ready. Get ready. ready. And nervous. You don't know the name of this game yet. I have created this game and it is a talkie through game. So those of y'all in the comments as well, you can play along. Go ahead. Tell us what you would choose and what is your motivation. So Jenny, I want you to do this with me. For our audio only listeners, let us say this together on the count of three. We are ready to play a special game. One, two, three. Name, Name your, your motivation. Dang it. Maybe we should practice stuff before we you go You were too slow. I thought we had to hype it up. Let's I try thought again. you would catch my 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 tempo with a, I didn't know a, we were going to be like name your motivation. Like it has to be a hype. Did it sound like I was doing a conjuring of ghosts? What is that? Name your People no. want to do it again. Let's do it again. Yeah, okay. One, two, tempo. three. Name, Name your, your motivation. motivation. You're so okay. Wow. I, I felt this good is, about that. This we is nailed that one mm. so hard. I, it felt I right. don't know. I don't know if that came out well, but either which way, that's our special game today. We're going to name your motivation. So Jenny, you're the first one to answer. I will follow along and let you know what I choose, but would <laughs> you be more motivated to run if you were being chased by a bear or if you were just wanting to get healthy? <laughs> so name, name your motivation it, it, in all so, honesty, more motivated if you were being chased by a bear or if you were wanting to get healthy. So I'm an overanalyzer. Is this how I actually would respond or what would motivate me to respond? Because if you had to get off your butt right now in run. Bear. Okay. Definitely a bear okay. chasing. Me. Definitely. 100%. Definitely. 100%. Yeah. 
I want to know these people in real life that they just say, hold on, excuse me, I got to leave. I've got to, I've got to go get healthy. Give me a second. <laughs> I'm so healthy. Oh, Let I can't handle it. it. No, if you see me either. running, know that I'm being chased by something, period. If there's ever a time you're like, is that Candace? Is she run? Oh, she's running. You better run too. That's all I'm saying. There is imminent danger on my heels. All right, Jenny, name your motivation. Would you be more motivated no. to clean your house if you were expecting no. company or if you wanted to feel a sense of calm and peace? What would motivate you? This is so embarrassed. <laughs> I'm company. I do not clean my house. It is horrible. I can't tell you how many times I asked Matt to get us help. Like with somebody that could actually clean my house well. That's company. 100% company. So right. What about yeah, you? If well, listen, if I'm going to deep clean, it is it is 100% for uh, the fact that somebody's going to see it. Yeah. I mean, that's really, that's, that's the moments that I'm like, Ooh, look at my baseboards nasty. Or I'm kind of like air vents. When is the last time I even touched those? Um, oh, yeah. but I gotta be honest because I have an OCD kind of husband. Um, he actually established with our kids when they were able to start cleaning Saturday chores and we get them done in two and a half hours and we're done right. with it. But like, Every Saturday morning, the kids know they eat breakfast. TV does not get on right after breakfast. They clean up their mess in the kitchen. And then one of them takes sweeping. One of them takes dusting. One of them takes vacuuming. One of them takes the bathroom. And then they get 30 minutes in their rooms to clean up their rooms and dust and vacuum their room. It's insane. Um, have Chris call me and teach that method. Cause I, Saturday comes in hot. I come in like a wrecking ball, like everybody, we must clean. And it's horrible. And then you hate each other. You hate each yeah. other by lunchtime oh. and you're still cleaning. <laughs> yeah. But when the house yeah. is clean, I will say that question was kind of twofold. Cause when my house is clean, I, I find myself oh. sitting down and be like, it is I so calm. It feels good. I do too. And that calm and peace. Here's what's funny is I had to record a video for something else this past week. And I started setting up the shot in my living room and I realized very quickly there was so much crap in the back. I had a bra, <laughs> a had a bra just hanging down in the back of the shot. Cause I was like, well, you don't need to know why. <laughs> I'll let you assume why there was a bra in the living room. Anyways, could have okay. been laundry day, could have been escapades. We won't tell. But I would just say this. It needed to be moved. And then I start cleaning up everything. And I was like, okay, I've got to get this nice. And I started looking at it after I filmed what I needed to film. And I was like, I feel so much better when the house is like this. Why don't I do this all the time? But yeah. <laughs> if, if I'm going to be honest, I'm going to name my motivation that's 100% of the time. It's... And honestly, if somebody's coming over, that's the only time. Yeah. All right. I want, can I highlight um, somebody's comment? That's really funny. Yes. Said, when you were talking about cleaning your dust boards and all the things, she goes, it's starting to sound more like an inspection type cleaning that you're doing. <laughs> so maybe like just a light clean is what we can do when our friends are coming over. All right. What's next? <laughs> yes. It kind of does sound that, doesn't it? I'm sorry. Well, I said my, my husband's OCD. All right. Name your motivation. Here we go. Would you be more motivated to eat healthy if you could add 10 more years to your life or if you could add $10 million to your bank account? I mean, really, just be honest. Name your motivation. If, if these so were your two options. I'm nervous. I'm so uncomfortable. Uh, definitely the mill. Definitely. It doesn't Come even have on. to be 10 mil. If it's one mil, sign me up. Even maybe like 100,000. Like, 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, if it was a dollar. If it was dollar. a dollar. No. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm the same boat. You offer me $10 million in my bank account if I get my life together, I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> but why is it? I mean, it should. This is this is the whole thing. Because then we get a beach show. house, Candace. Absolutely. Well, it, I mean, and this is this is where we're at, what we should and shouldn't do and our motivations are, if you haven't gathered our entire episode today is get your should together. And we're really talking about what are the motives that drive us. So this is our last name, your motivation, but name it. Would you be more motivated to get more sleep if you never developed a single wrinkle on your face or if you were offered free Starbucks coffee for the rest of your life? Which one? Name your motivation, Jenny Randall. Oh my gosh. I've been obsessed with skincare as of late. So I'm definitely going, and I love me some Starbucks, but I'm right. going no wrinkly face. I will sleep well, all day long. To be honest, I think you chose a very smart response because if you think about it, Starbucks, it, you can make coffee at home. Okay. You can, you can kind of substitute and go a little bit cheaper, but in the long run, if you're going to start Botox in that mess, you're going to be spending more money on the wrinkles and the repair. Yeah. I went and to Target and there was a cream for more than $50 for your face at night. And I'm sitting here thinking nothing on my body costs $50. <laughs> nothing on my body is worth that much for me to care that much and go and put a cream on that. That's worth $50. <laughs> I'm like, if it's going to sag, you just deal with it. Wow. We'll get that tape stuff that unsags things. Kinesthetic tape, kinesiology tape. What is that tape? It's an athlete's tape. I don't use it for athletic things. I'll, I'll use it to hold up these boobies all day long. That's what I'll do. I'll start taping up things like you got no idea how creative I could be. Yeah. None. Well, and think if we had unwrinkly skin, we just wow the people at Starbucks with our beauty and they're just going to be handing <laughs> over things to us. Like They're going to be like, you need coffee? You don't even look a day over 12. <laughs> of course. Let me give you that. It's fine for you. You're not going to get hyperactive or develop any kind of disorder with this. Free. <laughs> well, we're all Come on now. What do we say? Whoa, we jumped the trigger into we said what? You I'm keeping us on so our toes. Fast. I was riding on a us. joke I was going to hit. All right. Man. So this is... <laughs> We could chit chat all day long and we love it, but <laughs> let's get to the point of what we're talking about here. So yes. the other day, um, our church, a lot of churches do this. Maybe you've done it yourself. They were doing yeah. a fast, a 21 day fast. So we were explaining Heard about our, it. Yeah. We're explaining to our kids what fasting means. It's like when you give up something, uh, typically food and you fasten yourself to the Lord, or you spend that time and energy spending time with God. So we're, we're explaining it to our kids and I don't want... <laughs> I oh, wish this was a buzz episode. So bad. You just said we fasted ourselves to the Lord. Well, because now everyone's going to be like, now I know what fasting is. And it all makes sense. You are welcome, everybody. That mm. was a moment for you. Okay. Okay. No, continue on. Go, go ahead. <laughs> okay. So anyways, I'm not putting my own convictions on the kid and what and my kids and what they need to fast. And my nine-year-old says, mom, I know what I'm going to fast. And I'm like, yes, okay. he gets it. And he's like, I'm going to fast my chores. 
So, he was 100% joking, but yeah. it was the best joke I've ever heard in a really long time. Yeah. And I'm friends with you. So that says a lot. And it was a killer joke. But I started thinking like, how often do we flip our faith to fit into our comfort or into these cultural oh, yeah. norms? And we're missing like, really the motivation in why we should be doing what we do, right? There's that should word. So um, today we're talking about how oftentimes our faith is motivated by wanting to be in control or mm. to demonstrating power. And those things can be good. And sometimes yeah. they can also be unhealthy <clears throat> depending on like what you're rooted in. Um, like for example, yeah. if you are like, oh, I'm going to fast. But the reason your motivation behind fasting is because you just want an answer from the Lord. When in really we should be fasting because we love God and we want to see what's up, right? Like it's such a weird example, but, or mm. you worship God um, to get miracles. I'm using air quotes when in reality <laughs> we should be worshiping him because he is a miracle, right? So we're going to yes, be- love the giver, not the gift. Yeah. Motivation. Yeah, totally yeah. get that. So, so how do we recognize when our faith is motivated within ourself or our faith is motivated in Christ? Well, I think you're hitting such a big point that honestly, without really jumping into our section called he said what, because, um, you know, I can give you my opinion all this on this all day long. I think motives baseline are really if, if we're being honest, Jenny, motives are the baseline of what we live for. And motives, what we've seen scripturally, are what are going to be tested. Literally yeah. nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Like your cute little religion or your cute integrity. And when I say integrity, I'm not talking about real integrity when it's doing the right thing regardless. I'm talking about the forced integrity that's only visible on social media or online or in tough situations. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about like that deep, convicted, integrous living. I'm talking about if your motivation is so that I can make everybody else think I'm better than what I am. Like that's going to be squashed and tested so quickly. And here's the, here's the crazy thing about it all. I think we forget that if we are real believers of what the Bible says, God sees it. Like he sees the yeah. motivation of our heart all the time. So for me um, to add my faith in this uh, arena of self motivations or motivations of what I want people to think about me, it waters down what Christianity is for all of us. And it waters down really what faith is like real faith. Like this is the kind of gusto stuff that dreams are made of. Do you know what I mean? Like real faith yeah. is something that, that gets us to do more and be more and, and live fuller lives. And um, we've reduced it to just a little bit of, if I fake everybody out, then maybe, maybe I'll be happy with that. And I'm just, I'm telling you, I've discovered the reason why we need to talk about motivations today is because it's just this crappy false joy when I live in that, that area, that place of trying to have any other motive than what's genuine. And not only that, Jenny, let's just be even more real. Can we get candid for a second? Yes, ma'am. Our motives, whew, if they were on display, like say that we had to wear them like a little ticker bubble, speech bubble above our head and everybody mm -hmm. could read our true intentions and our true motives while we were talking with them. Think of all the fluff and careless conversations we would, 
we would just cast aside. Think of all the damaging relationships that we could avoid and boundaries we could set into place and manipulation, how we wouldn't feel like we were being manipulated. Um, you know, I mean, I just think it would save the world so much heartache if we were just open and vulnerable and honest with our real motivations. Yeah. But it's not the easiest thing to do, is it? <laughs> no. For I mean, I'm thinking, I'm thinking motivations even within friendships or people you yes. think are wanting to be your friend. And then later you find out, oh, they were only talking to me because they need help. For example, writing a book or doing the job, doing my job that I have and understand. And now they want this. Like, Absolutely. Ooh, it gets messy. Okay, so let's 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 camp on this for just a second. Let's take this mm -hmm. idea. I'm gonna go here with you. If let's you were able to show me your motivations <clears throat> and I was able to really see what you were thinking, let's create a scenario. Okay. Say, Jenny, you you're like Candace, I want to be your friend. I love you so much. You're amazing. But whoop pops this bubble over your head, and I got to actually see your motivation was to um, so, so that you could maybe get more influence or you could get more followers or maybe because you just wanted the people that liked me to like you and you didn't really care about me. If I saw that, here's what else I could see if that little bubble existed over your head. I could also see the ability for you to catch yourself and to go, whew, why did I think that? Candace is a real person. I love her so much. Here's the deal. We always think that motivations are stone concrete set and that that's somebody's only motivation. The reality yeah. is, is if we really knew people mo people's motives, we are all missing the mark in our motivations being pure intentions. I'm, I'm just going to tell you this. If you think that every motive that you have is pure, check yourself before you wreck yourself because it's not. The real reality is, is if I was able to see your motives and then see them switch and bring compassion and empathy, I would be forced to have to learn things like forgiveness and grace and learn the joy of knowing that you're imperfect and I'm imperfect too. But we yeah. don't like to do that. We like to just peg you as a two-dimensional person that only has one motive. And so therefore you've got an arm's length away now and I cannot trust you. And really showing and bearing our motivations and bearing them even when they change and when we see different and we, we rise above the crap that we already think <laughs> that's just there. I mean, like our natural intentions suck. If anybody tells you different, they're lying to you. Um, what I think real motivation shows us is how incredibly flawed and compassionate we can be on both sides of the coin at any time. I'm just still wondering why you just threw me under the bus in that motivation <laughs> example. <laughs> like, why you got to play me dirty? <laughs> why am I the villain in this? Okay. What's my motivation? Girl, oh well, I could come. Okay. Know. Let's, let's say I that know. I could come with the motivation of being like, Jenny, I really don't re want to have a podcast with you. I only want to share your talents and your capabilities of making things so seamless and your, your do you knowledge. Know? We don't have to flip the script. Let's sit, let's sit for okay. 30 okay. seconds. So that well, was a real concern ways. you had. That was a real concern you had with me because we didn't know one another. So you did have to right. figure out if that was my motivation and was my heart. And we became friends because 
you yes. liked the book I wrote and I asked you if you would like it because I knew I saw you as a leader being somebody that loved creativity and all this. So I, I was admiring your yeah. leadership, right? And I thought you were yeah. great. So my motivation was, oh, yeah. I think she's going to like this project. Let's see if she wants to do it. So already I'm motivated in, are you going to connect with this? Are you going to connect with something I poured my guts on, right? Well, so and then, the reality is too, I was also faced with multiple people that had proposed the same thing of let's create a podcast together. Yeah. Not knowing anybody's motive in that pool. Wait, oh, well, this is getting down and dirty. You had <laughs> other people pitch you podcast ideas? Yes, yes. But this is like, you yeah. know, this world, we get people that are authors and they send us their books and they're like, can you uh, maybe share about my book? Or would you like to read this oh, and yeah. promote it on your page? Well, same thing was people were seeing that, hey, here's a personality that doesn't have this niche, doesn't have a podcast. So why don't I help her start one? Or why don't we start one together? And so the idea had come to me in several different ways. And the reality is, is I saw a different motivation in you. And then when we started actually talking about let's put pen to paper, then I was like, I need to check if that really is the motivation, if it's as pure as I thought. And it was. But the thing is, is you just said something brilliant. We discussed it like we didn't yeah. let it sit and fester and gather pus and grossness in the room. I mean, like, that's how I kind of see it is when you undisclose yeah. those things. Yeah. Yeah. So pus. Yeah. So what we can learn from this segment <laughs> is if you're feeling pussy, no, it's not going to work. If you're, if you, you just got to check your motive, like check your heart. Like, why are you posting yeah. the things you're posting on social yeah. media? Like, yeah, why get your you, should together. Get your should together. Why are you in the relationships you're in? Is it self-serving? Because if yes. so, like check yourself. Like that is so not okay for you or the person involved. It's not. Absolutely. It's not fair. It's not. It's not holy, you guys. So. <laughs> well, I want to see what everybody else says. I mean, like, was I wrong at bringing up that example? Let us know. We just want to listen, and maybe we can do some good. You said what? Ooh, you I was said saying. what? You were? Oh, yeah. I'm sad that Every we time there's a that. little there's a little jingle. Oh, you don't want to hear it, but I'm no Candace Payne of the vocals. <laughs> <laughs> you know that all of those vocals were made in my bathroom. Mm, mm, that's interesting. It's highly interesting, is all I'm gonna say. It's trying to I like mean, get everybody. You want out me to of the ask were you like pooping your guts out while you were doing it? No. Or? Bathrooms have the best echo for reverb, oh. for recording. So, mm. if, yeah, if you're trying to make a, a great song, you go and you record in your bathroom. It's echoey. Reverb. Natural. Got it. Not poops. Not the poops. Oh, my goodness. I know oh you don't like goodness. potty talk, but I do. So what's this segment about? You do. You do. <laughs> well, this segment is really just listening from our viewers and our subscribers and answering any of their questions. And we also like to take this time to highlight a review that somebody oh. left on iTunes because yes, listen, your reviews, your stars, they help get the word out about what we're doing here to shut all the shoulds down. Actually shut, shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't I know our brand? I don't know. Well, let's look at this first iTunes review and you said what? We've got here a user named, tell me how to say this. Please tell me how to say this. 
Salubrarius and sassy. <laughs> Salubrarius? Salubrious? What is salubrious even? Oh no, my kid is in third grade and can read at a sixth grade level. So I literally ask him to read me words all the time. I feel like if he was here, we could really nail this. I ask Alexa. Salubrarius. Daily. What? I ask Alexa to do that for me daily. Like define oh. words and read them. Yes. That's smart. Okay, so salubrious, salubrious, and sassy says, go for it, Jenny. Yep, flush that should. This podcast <laughs> has inspired me to flush so many shoulds in my life right down the pooper. In my, oh. oh, I know why. Now I see why you're having me read this. In the past, my mind has been flooded with Satan's lies that cause negative thoughts to consume me. Amen, Opal. Listening to I God's know. truth through you ladies is a healthy reminder to keep my perspective pure. None of us are perfect and your light delivery on heavy topics is the perfect way to keep my mind balanced. Your gift to speak is a full on blessing. Well, thank you for that review. That encourages us. <laughs> when we don't want to show up on a Monday. We appreciate it. And if you it want does. to leave a review, hit up Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen, whatever preferred podcast platform you listen to, leave us yep. a review and we'd love to feature you as well on the show. Yes. Yes. I would love to feature one person right here. She's calling back to uh, our earlier conversation, Mary Morton Conrad. She says, I fasted podcast during our 21 day fast. So mm -hmm. glad to be back listening. Well, huh? I'm glad mm -hmm. that we were such a temptation for people that they had to put us down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to respond. I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad, Mary, that you're like, oh, they're too much. I can't take <laughs> What would Lord, please the Lord? What would it. please him? <laughs> no, I, that's a great thing. I would have to, fa I fast social media. You got to hide your phone. You got to reset oh, new habits. Hard. Like it's it is hard. a thing. Fasting media is a thing. It One is hard. It's hard. Somebody's calling back to our game and uh, Jennifer, she says, maybe the $10 million would lead to Ooh. 10 extra years because I could go to the doctor and everything. This is well, wise. Wisdom. Well, that's, I was about to say, that's just thinking on a whole other level. That mm -hmm. deserves a $10 million living right there. I'm telling you, I like her comment a lot. Yeah. A lot. I also want to highlight really quick, and you said what, um, Jan, this is just an invitation that we get. And it's just, it's just wonderful because this is why we love you guys. Jan's, Jan <laughs> Wannenberg Olds. She says, if you want to see me, come over anytime. If you want to check my house, make an appointment. <laughs> that deep inspection of your cleaning, you better sign up on my Calendly link. I think that's on for that. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, and then I, I just, that. we do have different listeners than ourselves. I think sometimes you and I are so agreeable with each other, Jenny, but I love what Crystal Danae during our game time had to say. She says that she would actually be motivated to clean her house for calm and peace because clutter causes so much anxiety. So true. It does. But why is it that I don't recognize the anxiety while, while it's happening? But you reckon that's, I mean, that's, I feel like that's true with so many things. You don't realize the chaos until you're through it. And then you look back and you're like, well, that was a mess. Yes. Maybe just. Yes. Me. Yes. But, and I don't understand it while it's happening. You know what I mean? I'm like, mm, I'm fine. Life is fine. Everything's fine right now. 
Oh my gosh. Well, listen, if you want to be able to share your comments with us, if you want to be able to be featured in an episode of today's show, that's all you have to do is just follow us on at shut the should up on on Instagram and on Facebook, like our page, and then join us every Monday live here at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. And if you're a listener, you're missing half of the content. You get to see our pretty faces. We want to see you in a live recording as well and hear from you. So we love it when we get to hear what you said. But right now, it's time to jump into one of our last segments. One of the last. Here it goes. He said what? One time I want to take that. I want to take that one. I want to do like a remix. Say it again. 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 Can you just even imagine? That's like a club mix. No, no. But be a club episode. Yeah. Okay. Techno remix. For those uh, watching, the the old lady (laughs) makes me laugh every time in that bumper and she needs to spend, she needs to pick some wrinkle cream. I'm just saying. Oh, 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 wow. Check yourself, Jenny Randall. I don't know. Some lady on blast. Come on. These are women on people. I (laughs) You made her look so fun and Wow, I'm repentant. No, okay, well, let's go to God and see what he has to say about my motivation. Yeah, for real. Nah, come on. I, I love to hear what the Bible says in this he said what section. And really, for those of y'all that are joining us and you're like, wait a minute, this Candace lady, and she's doing a faith-based podcast? Yes, because listen, faith is the, the motivation for the things that actually keep me sane and not, and some of y'all are questioning my sanity right now. That's fine. But it's the things that keep me sane, but it also keeps me um, moving in a direction that I like to go in my life. I feel better equipped to be able to handle whatever life has. Um, And I know that everything that God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it. Nothing can be taken from it. God does it so that people will respect him. And you're thinking, wow, that's wise. And I'm telling you right now, that's from the Bible. Like if you thought, oh, Candace was just talking. She got really wise on us all of a sudden. That's actually Ecclesiastes 3.14. And today in our He Said What, this is really the verse that stopped me in my tracks. And I was reading it and I was like, whoa, I need to check everything right now. I need to check everything inside of me. I don't know if you realize this, Jenny, but um, for me, God just kind of does these these silly things. And I know this is going to sound crazy to people that don't have a relationship with God, but um, I really felt like he was telling me that I needed to read the book of Ecclesiastes over and over and over again until he told me to stop. So I don't even have like an end date on this. I just keep on getting up and reading Ecclesiastes and I've read it already six times all the way through and I'm on time number seven. And so I pick a different version of the Bible. And every time I get to chapter three, uh, you know, there's this discourse of a great songs from the sixties, all the leaves are brown. No, that's not the song. (laughs) To everything, turn, turn, turn. There is a season. Right. That comes from the Bible. That's like an actual Ecclesiastes 3. And it talks about how there's a season for every single thing that's under heaven. But starkingly in verse 14, after it's listed all these things, it tells us and reminds us that, hey, everything that God does will endure. Nothing can be added to it. Nothing can be taken away from it. 
and God does this so that we will respect him. And one of these mornings when I got to that verse, I had this thought about my motives for when I talk to God, when I pray, when I try to live a life for God that I felt like he was wanting to check and just call out. And this is the phrase that I really camped on. I just started asking God, how many prayers have I been praying that are narcissistic? And when I say narcissistic, I do mean it in the defined Webster dictionary definition of the word self-absorbed too much intention being put on self and self desires. How many times do I pray, God, can you just bless what I'm doing in my life right here, right now, and maybe show some favor on it and do some Holy Ghost cupcake sprinkles to make it feel better? Instead of really just saying, God, what are you doing so that I can join that? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, what what, what are you already doing? Because you already have a plan. And I know that I can't add to it. And I know that I also can't take from it. I can't subtract anything from it. And I know that you've got it set in motion. And so then I started really thinking about if my life is not measured by how much I acquire, how much I do, how many people, how many times people are going to say my name and remember my adventures, but it's really about what God does throughout all, all of time, all the ages, then can I fully say that I'm living a life that's motivated by what he wants more than what I want. And I'm telling you, I'm finding myself, Jenny, reducing so many prayers down to what Candace wants instead of following hard after the motivation of the heart of God. And I can't help but see it everywhere that I go now. When we're saying get our should together, I really want to know the the thing, the should, the should that motivates my life to make me go, I need to get this together. I've been living for just vanity, careless things. And by the way, if you haven't read Ecclesiastes, it's one of the most depressing books in the Bible, in my opinion. It's not a favorite read. It's not like, oh, it's so fun and it makes me feel warm and fuzzy. It actually says stuff all the time in it like, I tried doing this with my life. I tried doing that. And then I tried this and I tried this. And then I just realized everybody dies. So it's all meaningless. And, you know, so you read this over and over and you're like, that book really is not the motivator for joy (laughs) for this joy lady. But actually what I've discovered is this. It says that all these things are meaningless. And the root word, the the Hebrew word is called Hevel, H-E-V-E-L. And that word means nothing more than a vapor, mist, smoke, or wind. And when you think about it and you see smoke come out the billows of the stage in these fancy new fandangled churches where they're doing worship and they got the holy haze going behind them, you know, you're like, oh. Holy Spirit sprinkles, yeah. Holy, yeah, yeah. Coin that. Uh, <laughs> you, you do. You get so excited about this this presence of God coming in this billow of smoke and you're like, yes, God's here because we got a holy haze going on. (laughs) But the reality is, is, is smoke is so tricky because if you were to try to grab any particle of smoke, it has this really weird way of telling you I'm a solid, but then when you reach for it, it vanishes the moment that you try to grab it. Mm. And this is really what everything else is in our life. Every other motivation other than honoring God and praying what Jesus told us to pray, your will be done, your kingdom come on earth, just like it is in heaven. If anything else is our motivation, it's like trying to grab smoke. It's trying, it's Hevel. 
It's meaningless. It has zero meaning to motivate us to go, that's worth it. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, and I can't tell you how many times, look at me, I'm getting riled up. I want to stand. I can't tell you how many times I've lived my life for just this meaningless vapor that I can't grab. I can't get a hold of. And as an Enneagram seven, even more so, I find myself wanting the next. I want the next adventure. I want the next risk. I want the next big thing. And if I could just grab a hold of that, and unless I can fulfill fulfillment from that next thing, then it's not really worth it. And, and really, I feel like God's just checking my motivation at the door and saying, wait a minute, I, I am already moving. As a matter of fact, Psalms 115 tells us that the Lord is in the heaven and does what pleases him. That's not like a jerk thing that he's saying like, nana, nana, boo, boo, I do what pleases me and nothing about you. It's like, he's saying, I've got a plan. Trust me yeah. in it. I'm yeah. doing, I'm in the heavens and I'm doing something. And if you would just lift up your eyes and see it, you can do it with me. You, and yeah. not only that, you can call down and say, come on, heaven, come on earth as it is in heaven, whatever you're doing there, let's do it here. And, yeah. and I feel like the motivation for, if I'm going to be honest, most Christians is so narcissistic. Look at me. I'm getting loud. I need to calm down. Well, it's the like, motivation, why do we see what we do? Yeah, go. It is all about ourself. It is yeah. whether it makes us feel better, whether it makes us uh, feel like we have destiny or purpose. And I'm not negating scriptures that also say that he has prepared good works for us in advance. Like that is 100% scriptural. But why do we think he's done that? We, we take out the motivation and we lose the heart of God. He's done that because he's got a plan that we cannot add to nor take away from. And he's going to do what pleases him. Yeah. I mean... Randall Ramble coming in, huh? Do it. I, I, the American church has a strong history in this moment of um, preaching sermons and teaching the biblical texts where we are put into every part of the story. We're flinging the, the rocks at the giant. We're, mm. we were there, we're doing this, we're doing that. And it's, it's yeah. created, I'm not blaming poor sermons or self-help. There's self-help sermons that have shaped the culture of narcissistic mm -hmm. behaviors. And let's take it straight up. Like we, we are broken humans. So there's grace for this moment. Um, yeah. And his, the response is, what do we do? We go to Jesus in this. And I agree. I mean, I've, I've checked myself before I wreck myself because I'm competitive and I'll mm. find myself being like, well, why do they, why, do they have this? And I don't. And mm. I could yeah. hear the Lord, in, you know, say to me, like in his still small voice, like, why do you think my favor is monetary? Like, why, why are you thinking? That? <laughs> and it's not like Girl. the thing, the Woo! thing, the things God favors is so drastically different than the things our American society favors, right? Like even within yeah. some of the context with the church. So yeah, yeah. why, why, why can't we worship when there's no smoke, a seven piece band and jingle jangles coming from the ceiling. Like we should be able <laughs> to worship in, in whatever atmosphere, quote unquote, there is like, we can worship through that crappy song we hate. Like I can worship to you, Akuna Matata, <laughs> even though I don't know, I don't know, but I still hear what you're saying. Like, this is something. Yeah. And I think it's something we have to fight for and be conscious mm. of and constantly, like, I don't think maybe for you, it was a one hit wonder of healing. But for me, it's been a process of let me daily check myself 
and oh my goodness no every single worship song that i sing in church i'm now checking the motive of my heart yeah you know the one song that um is kind of overplayed in the you know the american church right now is even when i don't see it you're working even when yeah. i don't feel it you're working hey you never stop we, you never stop working and why do we get so riled up about that song? It's because it reminds us at the core of our motivation that we have a God that is never slumbering, never sleeping. He's always doing, working all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. That's Romans 8, 28. I mean, like we, we literally have to be reminded in the core of who we are that it's not, the story's not about me. The story's yeah. not about me. Ah. It is not. I'm not me. the main player. And here's what's funny is you were talking about how we like to insert ourselves into sermons and be the David that fights Goliath. Into the Bible stories. Yeah, absolutely. And we're like, and I'm Daniel in this moment. Or I'm Esther. I was made for such a moment as this. And I, Sorry. Hello, I've said this. I've said this. This is like words out of my mouth. And so I'm like, recant. No, I'm not recanting. God use those moments. But really, when it comes down to the, to the, to the bottom line, if I also can't say I'm also Judas. Come on, girl. I'm also Judas. That burns. That burns. I'm also the one that would be so easily willing to deceive and trait and be a traitor to Jesus. I mean, like we can't take the good and and then and then just dismiss the bad. Is that's not me? Right. Like we are just living this whitewashed um, life of of Christian uh, whatever it is, and it's kind of annoying the fire out of me to the point where. I, it's not a one and done for me when I heard the scripture. God's having me read yeah. this verse over and over again. Why? Because he knows that there's something greater that comes from my life. And I have to believe this. If we do want to be narcissistic for a second, let's just go ahead. Let's go there because this is our motive. If I want to talk about the purpose-driven life or how my life is so full of meaning and I got to discover what the will of God is for my life. Did you know the greatest thing I can do is not just remove myself. I'm not removing myself from his story. He's put me in it. I'm a player, right? Mm -hmm. But I also have to remember what's the plot, What's the main idea? We, yeah. we are authors, Jenny. We get this. There are things that need to happen at beginning, middle, end. There are yeah. there are climaxes to a story. There are things that happen that are tension, and they're, they bring tension so that we can have a resolve. And if all I think is that my story's got to look like a fairy tale, that's <laughs> not Christianity, and it's not serving the heart of God well. What I think is that most people, when they realize that God is able— Okay, let's start here for a second. When you realize God's able, we, we face a frustration that we don't know what to deal with. Because then you go, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If he's able to not have me face all of these trials and persecution and suffering and sorrow, then why does he allow it? Yeah. And we forget. Well, that comes back to the motivation of I want to be in control. I want to oh. be the one with the power, right? Absolutely. And there are some, I, I don't want to dismiss this though. There are some people that you haven't done jack squat in your life to deserve the kind of life that's been handed to you. And I do mean that. And, and you may be somebody that you're, you are living a victim life. And I'm not saying that in a bad way, like, oh, you're always the victim, get it together. I'm saying you've been victimized and the cards that were dealt to you were unfair. And I'm telling you, they are not the best of what this world has. And as a matter of fact, they're grotesque and they're evil. But what I do see and what I have to believe, if I believe 
anything about the word of God is something fundamental about his character is that he's good. And he always works things out for good that no matter what was intended for evil, he will bring good from it. And so if I don't have that as my core belief that that's the motivation of him, then I wouldn't care what he's doing. Do you know what I mean? Of course it'd be easy for me to go like, whatever, where you been, where you been when I went through this, where were you in this motive? Uh, motivation happened in my life and somebody took advantage of me or somebody preyed upon me um, when I was weak and when I was frail and unable to speak for myself. Where were you? At some point you have to know that there there's a requirement of your faith to not be narcissistic and say, this is all about my story and how even that he's been absent. It's honestly, he is doing something that is going to be good because he works all things for good. And even if what was honestly not the plan, not the plan to see your life turn out like garbage or to have abuse happen to you, he's still a God that can redeem the the time. He can redeem what the enemy took for evil and make it good. And I feel like so many people just get lost in that. And obviously we wouldn't want to pray your kingdom come, your will be done. If we think that God is fundamentally not good. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many things so rich in this conversation, Jenny, but I'm telling you, if I'm living a life that's only about me, I don't find fulfillment right. and I cannot find my purpose. And everything that I do feels like I'm chasing after wind. Every single yeah. thing. Yeah. I I want to take a couple minutes to talk about the practical of, okay, well, God, I, I'm selfish or I haven't found God <laughs> in my story because I'm too busy making it about me or like, how do I do that? Now I understand, okay, this is foundational. He is good, even when I don't see it. So yeah. John Piper, I believe this is from him, but he gives a great example. I know you mentioned like in your prayers, even how they were narcissistic, mm. but he yeah. gives this great example of how he praise and he starts with the big and goes into the small. So he starts his prayer time with praying for the world, praying for his nation, praying for his city, praying for his local community, praying for his church and see how it's getting down littler and little praying for Mm. his family and then praying for himself. And the hope is by the time you get to yourself, you already see the bigness of God at work in all these other areas. Mm. And Mm. now before you're like, I don't have 700 hours to pray for all that. I think it's just one of those things where we're like, let's be led by the Holy spirit, but keep in mind that that is a good method to kind of get the focus off of ourselves. And I do want to share this, this one verse, because I believe it's, it's a solution for ourselves, isn't it? selfishness. And it's Philippians Mm. 2, verse 3 through 8. And Paul's writing this, and it's it's Christ's example of humility. And it says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who thought he was in the form of God, did not count uh, equally equality, excuse me, with God, a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. So if we're looking at that, like, how do you combat selfishness? It's like, what is that asking us to focus on two things, Jesus 
And then you look to others and you serve where needed. And if we're able mm -hmm. to, I think that's like the practicality that we can bring to this. If we're able to first recognize our selfish selfishness and just give it over to Jesus and focus on what he's focusing on, then we will from this place be able to serve others and put their interests before our own even. And then, you know, walk yeah. in the will of God from that point. You know, in verse six, I want to kind of do, you know, how we edit each other. You said, um, who thought he was in the form of God. It actually says, who though he was in the form of God, did not count Thank equality you. with God to be grasped. This is something that is major in the play. Because if there was anybody that had the right, if there was anybody that walked this earth that had the right to say, can this be about me for now? Because, you know, I am fully God and fully man. Let's do it. It's my show. Let's go. Yeah. It was him. But it shows us that even though he had a quality with God. He considered it as something not to even be held on to. He's like, I'm letting that go. I'm letting it go so that I can show a genuine love and I can show sacrifice and I can live that way. And we even see that again in John chapter 17 when Jesus is praying his last prayer. And he says, why? If there was any other way, could you do, can you just take it from me? And then yeah. he says to God, nevertheless, these are Jesus's words, red letter. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Come on. Come on. That is motivation. And that's where we learn from this humility that you're talking about that Paul wrote about Jesus. It's a humility that says, I am fully God in this moment. And even I, as God say, there's a greater will. There's a greater working. There's a greater movement happening right now that not even myself can stop. Woo! Son. Mm, that's big. Makes me, makes me excited. Well, if you don't mind, I'd like us to pray that practical prayer that you showed us to clo close out the show. And if you don't mind, would you mind if I prayed for us today? Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, let's pray. All right. For those of y'all watching, I'm praying with my eyes open. Don't let it scare you or so intimidate hard. you. <laughs> but let's pray. This week we've been talking about our priorities and pursuing God and his will for our lives and his will in just general. And we want to take a moment to encourage you the best way that we know how, and that's just to simply pray. So join us if you will. And for those of you that are watching along with us, as we pray to close out the show, feel free to comment any prayer requests that you may have as well. And if you're coming back and you're watching the replay of this, catch some of those, write them down, put them in the side margins of your Bible and begin to pray for one another as a community. We know that there's power in prayer. Yes, God, right now, I just want to pray for um, our world. Let's start there. Just like <laughs> we were taught by Jenny here a second ago, our world is in need of healing. And I'm talking like, get this vaccine out and, and get COVID out of our world and let it not be something that overthrows us and overtakes us. We know that we are all in a common shared suffering right now and in a shared pandemic where if there's one extreme something that equalizes the playing field for all of us. We all feel what this past year has brought and it's brought suffering. It's brought loss. It's brought so many things that have been upheavaled and put into chaos. And right now we just ask that you begin to give our doctors wisdom, that you provide them rest and relief from working on the front lines and that you allow us to find a cure for something that is really just plagued us. We are literally living in a plague, God, this entire world. Would you come and intervene? God, for our nation, we pray for specifically because Jenny and I are in the United States of America, God, that you would make us exactly what our nation says, united, 
Yeah. That we would find unity and brotherhood. And, and your word even tells us how great it is for brothers to dwell in unity. Like what is unstoppable when people are unified? Lord, there is some beauty in that. And so with that, God, I ask that you just challenge and test our motives, that you challenge and test our, our desires and the things that we're asking and begging for and fighting for and, and causing divisions about. If they would really be worth it at the end of the day, if they could even add anything to your plan, if they could take anything away from your plan, God, would you give us wisdom and how to navigate unity amongst our nation? God, for our communities, um, I know wherever you're at right now, pray for your community. I pray for my neighbors. I pray for my street. I pray for the people that go to school with my kids. I pray for the people that I sit next to in church and the people that I come across in the Walmarts and Targets and the Krogers, God, that, that I would be somebody that would be kind and patient and pleasant and resembling what you do, God, in just the very nature of who you are. Um, God, that you would heal our relationships as we find discord in maybe those closer ones, Father, the ones that are not neighbors or the ones that it's not our community, but God, the relationships that are maybe strained with either friendships or with family that we've had some disagreements, God. I really feel like there's a moment even right now that somebody's praying this with me and they just feel the tension of not even talking to a family member for a long time. God, would you just open up that conversation? Would there be a text sent? Would there be a voicemail left? Would there be something that just motivates them to reach out and open the door of communication again? God, restore relationships. We know that you are a God that loves to see unity and you love to see this restoration happen with your people. And so God, in families, would you restore? Would you bring the prodigals home? Would you bring the ones that have been far away from you and in doubt that you are good? Would you bring us to a place of understanding and being able to lift our eyes and see that you are good all the time and that everything else is chasing the wind? Um, Father, personally for ourselves, I pray that our hearts would just not reduce who you are to something so selfish and narcissistic and put ourselves right in the middle. God, would you honestly bring conviction to our hearts to be able to see that you are moving in this world, moving in our homes, moving in our families and moving in us to do greater things that you've already prepared. And God, could our prayers actually change from, could you do something in me to how can I, how can I, come alongside you, God, and do what you're doing and see and recognize what you're already at work at. God, I pray for our listeners as they're just joining us, whether they've been here the whole time live with us today or whether they're catching a replay or whether they're listening um, on their favorite format or however they catch in. God, I pray for them right now. They would be touched in this moment and motivated in this moment to check their heart and the things that they do and get their should together, just like we're asking that we could get our shoulds together. The things that drive us to love, the things that drive us to trust you more. Would you just reveal them? And when you bring truth, God, would you bring the thing that comes after it so beautifully, grace and mercy and goodness. Your word promises us that goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. It's a good show, Jenny. It's a good show. Yeah. We would love to hear from y'all. The things that you enjoyed about today's show, don't forget to leave your comments even in the replay. And go ahead, if you feel so inclined, to leave us all the stars and give us a review wherever you listen to the show. And until next week, we just want to say, go ahead and shut the should up, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon. 
you've been inspired to stop shitting yourself, head over to iTunes and write a review and just give us all the stars. If there's one thing you're going to should yourself with, you should subscribe to our show so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.